0: Welcome to the Finding a Job Podcast, a Ben J. Schaap, LLC production. In this podcast, we share the stories of world-class business leaders as they discuss their professional journeys, job search strategies, and tactics that have led them to career success. If you're looking to find a fulfilling, well-paying career path, this podcast will unearth the tools and tips you need to expedite your learning curve and avoid common roadblocks that face people entering the working world. Now here's the host of the Finding a Job podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the Finding a Job podcast. Today we're going to reveal some of the practical search tips and strategies that you need to know to land a great first job. Joining us is Leslie Mittler, who is a co-host of the Finding a Job podcast and a career coach and co-founder of Early Stage Careers. Leslie's company is a service that provides help for college students to bridge the gap between their education and their first job. And today, Leslie and I are going to tell you about how you can start thinking about what is the right job for you through information sessions. Okay, here's my conversation with Leslie Mittler, career coach and co-founder at Early Stage Careers. Leslie, welcome back to the Finding a Job podcast.
1: Thank you. I'm looking forward to talking about the subject. I think it's really important. I'm really excited to
0: talk about self-evaluation and how college students can understand Not only what jobs are out there, but what's a good fit for them. So if you're talking to a college student, it's August right now, it's the beginning of the year, and they're thinking about what the job is going to be at the end of the year. Not really sure exactly what's the right fit for them. What are some of the ways that you think college students can understand what some of their options are and which direction they should focus in terms of finding that great job coming out of college?
1: Well, certainly one of the things that they can take advantage of at a lot of schools are information sessions. Information sessions are hosted by specific companies and are targeted towards recruiting for particular jobs or internships. And at these information sessions, you will hear from people who work at the company at both the entry level and maybe more senior management level exactly what you'd be doing if you were to enter their company, let's say, as an investment banking analyst or in some entry-level role, what the work is, what they look for in their candidates, what the career path is. So you can start to get a sense of, are you the profile of the person that they're looking for? And does the role that they're describing interest you? So I think you really need to get out there and hear about real jobs in order to be able to understand what resonates with you.
0: So one of the things that we talked about in our last conversation was this early part of the school year where college students are getting back into the swing of things and they are just getting back to school, starting their classes and figuring out how they're going to strategize for their job search. And for some college students, this is the time of the year. When they really need to get busy and and actually start being active in terms of preparing for a job search and in some fields, they have a little bit of time. Talk to me about what are the information sessions that are happening earlier in the year and what are some of the information sessions that are happening on the back half of the year in the spring semester.
1: So basically, the information sessions align with the recruiting. So as we discussed last time, the fall recruiting is primarily financial services, consulting, consumer products companies, and some other companies, some other assorted companies thrown in there. But those are generally the main categories. And those information sessions start getting posted on the career services website of your school as early as the beginning of August. So you really don't want to wait to start paying attention to your career services page until you get back to school because you need to pre-register for these information sessions. And depending on the size of the facility that the company is given, they are limited to the number of people that can attend. So as soon as they give you an opportunity to register, you should register for these sessions. And if you register, you should show up.
0: Very good point. So I think the takeaway here is that if you're interested in financial services, consulting, working for a CPG, consumer packaged goods company, you should be more active and be looking for these information sessions now. If you're going to be in creative services, working for a small company, you have a little bit of time and these information sessions will happen in the next semester, or they might not even happen depending on the size of the company. But that said, it, an information session is different than a career fair. Talk to me about what an information session is and what it's not.
1: What an information session is, is an event that usually takes place in the evening that's targeted to either recruiting for interns or recruiting for full-time jobs in a specific area So if you're an engineer, you're going to have information sessions that are just recruiting for engineering type jobs. And they'll list the kind of jobs that they're recruiting for. So you know whether you should be attending that session or not. And so they're much more targeted and they're much smaller. But the one thing that you should realize is that if your school has an information session, that means that the company that's conducting the information session has targeted your school For recruitment and hiring. And so from that, you can conclude that this is a school who's interested in the people who are in this major, in this particular institution, and you should probably take the information session very seriously because you have a slightly higher chance of being considered for an interview because you're coming from that organization.
0: So an information session is not like a career fair. It's not where multiple different vendors come together, multiple different people that are looking to hire get together in one room and you walk in, and you hand out your resumes and shake some hands. This is much more of a targeted approach by the people that are coming on to the school to specifically hire for a specific major from your university. And since the companies are taking it seriously, obviously they have limited resources. They can't be at every school and talk to every person from every major. If they are coming to your school, they're interested in hiring people with your background. You should take that as an indication to take it very seriously. So let's talk about how to make the most out of these information sessions. You mentioned that you have to pre-register and space is limited. What's the registration process like?
1: You can just do this from your campus career site, they just allow you to register. Once you set up a profile, which everybody should be doing, once you set up a profile on your career services site, then you will see all of the companies that are coming when the career sessions are going to be held, where they're going to be held, what the hours are, and all you have to do is simply indicate by checking off a box that you are interested in attending. Once they have the maximum number of seats accounted for, you probably won't be able to get into that information session.
0: So the registration process is relatively simple. You're going to go on to your career services page. You're going to, fill out the application, check off the box. But the key thing here is you need to start looking for these early because some of the times these information sessions can be in small rooms, which means that not a lot of people are going to be invited. So you can be a little grabby here and sign up for all of the information sessions that are available to you. But if you sign up, you should show up because, A, if you don't show up, you're taking a spot for somebody else that would have been interested in a job, and that's just not nice, And B, you're putting your name out there that you're interested in this company. If you don't show up, you know, that's something that could reflect poorly on you down the road. As you think about attending the information session, we're going to apply to a couple of them, three to five, let's say. And we're going to, you know, set up our meetings and we're going to go to these information sessions. What do I need to know as a college student to make the best impression when I get there?
1: Well, you should definitely up your game in terms of dress. You know, it may not be necessary to go in a suit, but you definitely should not be wearing jeans, sneakers, T-shirts, anything like that. I mean, act like you're having, I mean, I would say business casual is the minimum bar for this.
0: So let's talk about what that means for a second there. When you say business casual, I think of, and look, it's a little dated from when I was wearing business casual as a college student, but that was my khakis, not my jeans, some sort of pressed pants and a button down. You know, maybe I'm rolling up my sleeves. Maybe I have a jacket on. You don't have to be in a full suit. Is that still something that uh, is relevant? Is that still business casual?
1: Yes, I would say it is. If, if you think that the firm that you're interviewing with is more formal, like for example, people might consider consulting to be more formal because I'm sure that people who work for consulting firms don't go out to their clients in business casual dress for the most part. So you might want to wear a suit without a tie, but you definitely don't want to go in whatever you would show up to for class.
0: So dirty jeans, shorts, tennis shoes, T-shirts, those are all out. How about for ladies? What's what's the, what do we call business casual?
1: I, I Trousers in a sweater or a nice shirt or, you know, a, a skirt. It doesn't have to be anything terribly formal, but it should be neat. And your dress shouldn't be too short. It shouldn't be too avant-garde. You err on the more conservative side because this is a first impression.
0: So you're going to dress appropriately for a business casual setting. In terms of attending the event, what else do you need to know?
1: The most important thing is to be on time. And actually, a lot of people tend to arrive a little bit early, hoping that they might have an opportunity to introduce themselves to the speakers from the company. But even if that doesn't happen, you don't want to arrive late. You don't want to arrive after the session has started If you can't avoid that because you want to come to the session, but your class ends 10 minutes after the session starts, email the people who are organizing the session and let them know that your class ends 10 minutes into the session, but you'd like to discreetly attend the session and sit in the back of the room because it's really important to you. If you have to leave early... For the same reason, because maybe you have a class that's starting before the session ends. Again, let them know. You can walk up to them at the beginning before it gets started or send an email before the event occurs. And just say that, unfortunately, you have to leave a little early, but it was really important for you to attend the session for as long as you could. And and don't sit in the middle of the room. Don't sit in the first few rows. Sit in the back of the room so that you can quietly exit.
0: Be there for the whole thing. Don't show up late. And if you do have a schedule conflict, try to address it with the person to the best of your ability. When you're at the event, let's say you show up on time, you get a nice seat. What's the best thing to do to make an impression also to get the most value out of the actual information from the information session?
1: I think the most important thing to do is to do your research in advance so you understand the context of the information that you're getting at the information session and so that if you have the opportunity to think about and ask a question, which could be impressive, that you're asking an appropriate question that shows that you've thought about the context of the meeting before and you've done your research. There are times when representatives from companies will be really impressed with a question that somebody asks at the end of the session and will actually approach them and encourage them to apply and, you know, ask them to mention a name or certain information. So if you're going to ask a question, make sure it's a really strong standout question.
0: Well, let's talk about what a good question is and what a good question isn't. When you are in an information session, let's say we're talking to a consulting firm and they're walking through what their practice is and some of the areas that they focus on, what's the type of question that you think qualifies as a good one? Give me an example.
1: Let's say the company is involved or just finished a complex transaction. But I guess a good question might be something like, how have your plans to expand internationally impacted your global operations? Or how has some global event impacted the financial services industry?
0: So what I'm hearing from you is, hey, I've done a little research on this area that you're working in or something that you've talked on. Can you tell me how this can impact somebody like me interested in a job? How does this impact the entry-level workforce? So, hey, your company just expanded to this new office or you brought on this big client or, you know, there is other competition that entered the market. How do you see that impacting your company and how is it impacting the people that you're hiring at the entry level? Mm-hmm. Right. I think that's a good format for a question. So if you're looking for something to do your research, just look for what's the most recent impactful thing that happened to the company and try to find a way to work that into the context of the conversation.
1: But if you don't have a good question, don't ask a question.
0: <laughs> don't don't be a try hard.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, Leslie, As you're sitting through the information session and you're prepared to ask your question, which you have, you know, in your hot little hand, let's not forget about the idea of the information session is for you to learn about whether this company in this industry is a fit. So what are the people that are hosting the information sessions going to cover
1: Well, they're going to tell you about the company. They're going to tell you about these particular positions at the entry level that you're there to hear about. What does somebody do? What is a typical day like? And they're probably also going to tell you how competitive it is to get that internship or that job.
0: So a couple of things they're going to talk to you about. Hey, what is this industry we're working in? Why is our company the best? What are we thinking about For you, the person that could be an entry level, and by the way, there's a lot of people that are like you that are interested in the job, so you should take it seriously. It's important to understand that a lot of the information sessions and the jobs that you're looking for coming out of college are going to be incredibly competitive, but they do hire people, so don't be intimidated, you just have to be diligent and prepared And you have to leave your options open. So even if someone is saying it is very competitive, don't let that dissuade you from applying and putting your best foot forward if you feel like this is the right job for you. On the flip side, if you're thinking, hey, this industry and this company doesn't feel like a fit and it is competitive, you want to focus your efforts on what you think is going to be the right fit. So just don't waste your time applying to every job and doing every application if you already know From the start line, it's not going to be a fit. Trust your instincts a little on this. That said, let's say we're at our information session. We're falling in love. We love what they're talking about. The industry sounds great. The company sounds amazing. It's well-branded. It's going to be the start of my career. How do we make the most out of this first impression that we're building?
1: Well, one of the things that you should do is to take notes and try to make sure that you get the names of all the people that are presenting on behalf of the company and, if possible, their email addresses. If you can't get their email address, likely that they're on LinkedIn that evening, I would send out an in through LinkedIn or an invitation to connect with a little note telling them that you attended the information session, that you were really interested in the organization, and you learned a lot from their presentation. Try to, try to streamline it a little bit based on maybe they said something that made a particular impression with you, and that you'd love to connect with them on LinkedIn. So if they accept your invitation, you now have a resource inside the organization that you've connected with, and that's a pretty powerful first step.
0: So let's play through that a little bit. Leslie, you be the person that's hosting the information session. I'm going to be the person that attended. Here is what I think I'm going to write to you. Hey, Leslie, I wanted to reach out to say thank you for hosting the information session at Boston University. I really enjoyed hearing about Leslie's consulting group. What specifically stuck out to me about our conversation was when you said X, Y, and Z, I'm incredibly interested in your firm and learning more, and I'd love to continue the conversation with you about what you're looking for and what the company is looking for in an entry-level hire. Hope we're able to connect. Mm -hmm. Critique my message.
1: It was a little long. A lot of people will try to reach out and connect with anybody on LinkedIn, so I think you want to be really succinct. What you really want them to do is to take a look at your profile. If they've looked at your profile, you know that you've struck a chord with them. That's something that you said interested them. And if they write back, you now know that you have a line of communication, but don't abuse it. So I think what you would want to do next is to say, thank you for responding. I really appreciate it. I intend to submit my application in the next week, and I will let you know when I submit my application, and perhaps you could follow up internally. That would be a somewhat aggressive message, but not overly aggressive, because how are they going to know that you applied otherwise? But you don't want to bother them too much either. So if they say, I'd be happy to talk to you, great. If they just, you know, acknowledge that you reached out, nothing lost. So it's very hard to say. It really depends on the individual, how much they decide to follow up on that connection with you.
0: So a couple of different outcomes that you're hoping from by sending your follow-up note, whether through email or through LinkedIn. If they write you back, then you've started a conversation and maybe they're willing to engage and have a follow-up conversation and you're going to be able to build a, a relationship. Now you're networking with that person. That's, that's the best possible outcome. If they accept your LinkedIn connection request, then you can follow up and say, thanks for accepting my request. I'm planning on filling out my application in the next week. I will let you know when I fill it out and I'd love your help circulating it internally. And then you have the reason to follow up with them when you have filled out your application. The third outcome is, you know, maybe they check out your profile. Hey, you're on their radar. Maybe they just don't want the LinkedIn spam. That's fine. Don't take it personally. And even more, if they don't respond and they don't check out your profile, maybe they're just the person that's doing the information sessions and not the hiring. Don't take it personally. There's going to be a lot of people contacting everyone that's hosting an information session. You just need to try to find other internal resources at the company.
1: Exactly. And remember that most of the people that these companies send to represent them at information sessions tend to be people who have been out of school two, three, four, five years. And so they understand what it's like to be in your situation and might be more likely to make a connection with you because they were there recently.
0: They're also not the person that's actually making the hiring decision. So these are potential advocates for you to get hired, um, but there is the regular process going through applications and talking to the hiring manager that you're going to have to go through. Last thing is once you've gone through this process, is there another way that you can use the information you get from the information session to help improve your cover letters and the rest of your application?
1: Yes, I always encourage people in their cover letters in the first paragraph to mention that the reason that they're applying for this position at this particular organization was because they attended the information session at XYZ College or University and were particularly interested in what, and you can mention the names of the people who hosted the session, shared about the opportunity in whatever position. So it lets them know that you have already demonstrated interest in the organization. And I think that can only help you.
0: I think that that's an important thing. Whether you're able to network with the person that put the information session together and was presenting or not, you still can get value out of the information session if you're going to go through the application process by talking about what you learned. Show people that you are being a student and soaking up information and are serious about the opportunity that's in front of you. And so by referencing that you attended the information session, that you got value out of it, and what you learned in your cover letter is just going to bolster your application and show that you're serious and that you're paying attention. Leslie, I guess the last question for you today is, as you're going through these information sessions and you're evaluating some of the various job opportunities that are out there, how many information sessions should you be going to? You know, What's the right mix and what's the right way to figure out if these information sessions and these companies are really right for you?
1: Well, first of all, you should know that most of the information sessions are hosted by major organizations. So I think if you're going to apply to companies like the ones that are being represented, you should go to as many information sessions as you can, because each company has a different culture and a different personality. So you may be much more attracted to the presentation at one company over the presentation from another company. So I think it's important to attend as many of these as are feasible, given you know your schedule and your commitments at school. I think they can be really helpful. And people will come away and say that they definitely got an impression about what the culture is like at a particular organization based on attending these information sessions.
0: I think that's great advice. At the end of the day, you're never going to regret getting information about a potential job. And even if you go through a few information sessions and you feel like, you know what, this doesn't feel like a fit for me. Well, now you're realizing that maybe you're not excited about being a consultant. Maybe you should start thinking about other creative projects. And, you know, that changes the timeline for your job search. So even if you go through the information sessions and you're motivated and you're excited, you're going to do your networking. If you're not, that's the whole purpose of these information sessions, to learn about the companies and feel whether it's a fit for you. Okay, and that wraps up this episode of the Finding a Job podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Leslie Mittler, co-founder and career coach at Early Stage Careers. If you'd like to learn more about Leslie, you can click on the link to her LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact her via Twitter. Her handle is Early Stage Careers, E-A-R-L-Y-S-T-G-C-A-R-E-E-R-S or you can visit her company's website which is earlystagecareers.com a couple of links i want to tell you about in our show notes if you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast don't worry about it we've got you covered just head over to fajpod.com which stands for finding a job pod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and the contact information for our guests. If you're a subscriber to the Finding a Job podcast, thanks for being a member of our community. We'd love to hear from you. So we created FAJpod slash question where you can send us your topic suggestions or your questions about job searching, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is FAJpod on Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a regular stream of job search tips and strategies in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode a couple times a week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and check back with us in the next couple days. That's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to stay positive and keep networking.